Good morning and welcome to episode 315 of Aussie Tells All. That is amazing. 315 episodes. I've been doing this um, since 2017. Um, And you know what? Good to be back here on the podcast. Now, as I've said in the past, a couple weeks ago, I sent out a podcast update um, saying that I uh, haven't been able to record via Anchor here um, because Anchor updated their platform and now they don't, as of right now, <clears throat> they aren't allowing uh, people to record with um, Androids. So people, I have an iPhone, but people on the NFL podcast I do every week, uh, two of them don't have and don't have iPhone, so we have to do it on um on Skype and post it to YouTube. So my YouTube channel, um, if you just want to look, search for it, we post it, I will post them pretty much, um, depending on when we record, by Wednesday morning at the latest, um, sometimes Tuesday morning, but depends on when we record. But just search for Oz, O-Z, uh, Nation, Space Nation. So Oz, Space Nation, you'll find it has a picture, um, you'll find it, you'll see my picture there, um, yeah, so that's where we are right now with that, um, but I have decided to record some solo podcasts here for my fans here, I appreciate you with your patience out here, um, my voice might be a little lost, I'm not sure why, but that's okay, um, I decided to record some solo podcast. Um, I've got some ideas for my friends over the weekend. Um, I'll be doing. I'll be starting actually today, starting Monday morning. It's six twenty-five right now, a.m. or so. Um, I'll be doing a weekly Seattle or Nor- Northwest Sports update. The week that was in Seattle sports. So also, I'll I will do. Blazers action also because I'll be I'm a fan of them as well until the songs come back, but um I'll be doing Kraken Mariners, rest in peace Seahawks, Kraken uh and then I'll be also be doing um uh, my sports takes on national sports news. I'll be playing a clip of one of my of a of a famous or or one of my one of my favorite. Northwest Sports Clips every show. That'll come, come come up a little later in the program today. And then I'll talk about where I was and what my thoughts were, if I got chills and just break it down and all that. That'll be fun too. Um, and then I'll be doing um, some food rankings at the end of the show too, Food Corner, but a different version of it than I usually do. Um, I'll think of that on the fly. I didn't write, didn't write that down before for recording. Um, and then I will also be recording later after this podcast is over. I will, I will be recording a NFL against the spread podcast where I just pick the games against the spread, and I'll and I will uh, post that one um, later tonight or maybe tomorrow after we record our podcast with the boys. Brad, Caesar, and Jeff tonight on Skype. So I'll get that one out to you tomorrow morning. Um, and then um, I'll also be doing uh, some true crime 
um, by myself. I'll be doing some 90s themed uh, podcasts. I'll be doing some cringy from Joe Spencer told me to maybe do a podcast about what serial do serial killers like. That's kind of a interesting one. I might table that for a while. We'll see. Um, yeah, so we have a lot of a lot of uh, ideas floating around the the old noggin there. Um, what else do I have here? Oh, um, someone else told me I I should do uh, movie reviews so by myself. So I did movie reviews with Roy and Ryan. Uh, they had not done their own podcast, so Supper Club Supper Club Social, and we might do podcasts with them again um, down the road at some point. But you know they inspired me to do those, and uh, I and Caesar told me to do movie podcast, so I'll uh, get back to that again. I miss, I miss doing those actually, but uh, but yeah, so that's what we're doing right now. That's what I have right now at, at the moment. So um, let, let's just start off with um, the Seattle Mariners. So the Seattle Mariners, God bless their hearts. Have gone twenty one years without one playoff appearance. The last time the Mariners were in the playoffs was when I was just a senior in high school when they won one hundred and sixteen games. That's the last time. And in the playoffs, they've come close a couple of times, but um, this year they made it to the wild card. They won 90, 90 games like they did last year, but this this year they made the playoffs by seven games, so that's fantastic for them. Um, they Let's start, start off with this. Let's start off. This is more than we could go, but let's just state the obvious. So the Mariners played the Blue Jays in Toronto for the, for the wild card series, best of three. Mariners, uh, Luis Castillo just pitched filthy like he always does, and he owned that game with like seven and two thirds innings. I think he had like eight strikeouts. I think so. M's won, M's won that game fairly easily. Game one. Now game two um, was R- R- Robbie Ray, and that didn't go too well for a while. Um, M's were down at one point, eight to one in the sixth inning. But this team, man, they just scrap and claw the way back, and they're they tie the game in the seventh, eighth inning, um, and then they win the game, ten to nine on a Adam Frazier single to score. I was going nuts, I was going nuts, baby. And the Blue Jays fans were going silent. Oh, amazing. Uh, amazing. Um, so we won the series 2-0. So we face, we, our reward is we face, get to face the Houston trash can banging Astros. That's right. All right. So this, this was this week. Last week, actually, I guess, as we stop, start now. But game one, we, we had to face Justin Verlander. 
And we kick his ass. Four runs against Verlander. That's insane what he's done all year. But M's have owned him this year for the most part. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, so that, we, we did well early in this game against Verlander. And then we're up, we go to the ninth inning, we're up seven to five. And for some reason, Scott Service, our manager, who I actually like personally, but in these playoffs, it turned out not to be the best judge of bullpen management, which he, which he, which was his strength coming into this to the playoffs. Now, Robbie Ray, who has never pitched in relief in the ninth inning ever as a major league baseball player. And who struggled recently against the Blue Jays and before that in the regular season recently. Scott says, let's bring him in. And I would have done something different like Eric Swanson or someone else. When he came in there, I knew the game was over. I knew we would lose the game. But you're facing... Jordan Alvarez, who I would consider a comp to David Ortiz. And that's really good. Um, He has a wide, wide strike zone. Um, There's two on, there's two outs, one out away from winning game one. I was like, all right, we, we, we got this, we got this. But no, we don't, because Robbie Ray throws a fastball right down Broadway, and Jordan Alvarez crushed, crushed to the um, Crawford boxes in Houston. Three-run walk-off win, and game one goes to Houston Astros. That one crushed me, crushed me. All right, now we go to game two. Luis Castillo on the mound versus uh, Valdez, Framer Valdez for the Astros. I mean, it was a very, very, very close, low-scoring affair. Um, Luis Castillo did did his job, but the offense, unfortunately, didn't do much against Valdez and the Mar- and the Houston Astros. And the Mariners lose game two, four to two. All right. Now, so if we go to game three in Seattle. That was on Saturday. Win or go home. Now, let me tell you. This game was a game of all games. It was George Kirby, the rookie, versus... Uh, I forget who we played. Oh, actually, oh, Lance McCullough. That's right. That's right. Lance McCullers was on the other side of this one for the Astros. This game was epic. 
a bunch of strikeouts, lots of great plays in the outfield by Julio late in the game to save a run. Um, but I'll bore you with a lot of the details because no one scored a run for 17 and a half innings. That's right. This game went to 18 bleeping innings. And the Mariners brought in Robbie Ray to pit or well to pitch the last couple inning last couple um outs and he got the job done. But before that, I forget who was pitching uh, before that, but I think it might it might have been Paul Seawald, I think. But I can't be for sure. But someone came in there and uh, Pena got a home run in Seattle and T-Mobile Park all went quiet. And it was one nothing going to the bottom of the, eighth, bottom of the 18th inning. Actually, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Seawald. He, he was in there a long time ago. Sorry. It wasn't Seawald. It was someone else. But um, it might have been Matt Festa or something like that. But, uh, or... Matthew Boyd, I think it is. Matthew might have been Matthew Boyd, I think. Matthew Boyd might be the guy that gave up the home run. But anyways, 1-0. Um, going into the bottom ninth inning, and you have your weakest part of the line coming up, 8-9-1. Um, unfortunately, <clears throat> the Mariners did not did not score or even get close to it um, in that uh, inning there. So the Mariners will lose three straight games. Get swept by the Houston Astros. Um, now they go to the ALCS to face the winner of tonight's of today's game, Yankees versus the Cleveland Guardians. Um, I will say this: just wrap wrap it up here for the Mariners. Um, tremendous year. I mean, it was a fun year. You had a fourteen game win streak in July. Um, you added Luis Castillo to your rotation, who that guy is a bulldog. Um, and you got Suarez uh, from the Reds. It was a, you got you had Santana from the Royals. Hopefully, he can come back next comes back next year on a little on a uh, veteran veteran contract. Um, Adam Frazier, eh, he was he's he's better better second half of the season, but. We, we wish him well. I don't think, I don't think he'll be back. But um, we'll see how, how things go for Jerry and Scott. And, you know, I'm not a fan of Scott Service right now. Maybe time will heal all my wounds with Scott Service. But he really pissed me off this season, this offseason here. I mean, sorry, in the playoffs. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, so it's going to be the Yankees, Guardians or versus the Houston Astros cheaters. Nationally, you got the Dodgers lost round one. Round one for them against the Dod against the um, the Padres um, in three games. No, in four games. Um, that was shocking to see to see that uh, they'll be facing the Philly, Phillies, who uh, beat the 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 World Series champion Braves. So Phillies, Padres in the National League, and the Yankees. Guardians winner that will face the Astros. All right. Let's move on to the Seattle Kraken who opened the season last week on the road, starting off 
against in Anaheim. The game started out pretty well for the Kraken. It really did. I mean, they well, before I get to that, Kraken this, this season, they added Andro Burkowski uh, from the Colorado Avalanche, who was really good, a really good sniper. Then they they traded for um, Oscar uh, Oscar from the Columbus Blue Jackets, um, who is a tremendous defenseman with a nice nice shot. He's fast. And uh, we got a couple more. Got Jaden Schwartz. Sorry, Jaden Schultz from the from the St. Louis Blues, um, defensive defensive guy. Got Martin Jones as a good backup goalie, and everything. So we we made some good moves this season. Got Mad Beniers for a full season. Ricky Year, who is sensational. Got Sheen Wright. He's still only eighteen years old, so we'll see how he does. But yeah, we have a good team in this year. A better team than we did last year. So with that being said. Um, the Kraken started the season last week um, in Anaheim. They get off to a roaring start. And uh, they're up like they're up like three to one at one point. Um, they're looking good. And then they're up four to three at one point. Went away from them. And then it goes. To, then it just unfortunately goes to overtime, and uh, there was we missed a shot. It just went out. It barely missed going in, going into the goal. It bounced off the the goalie's keeper pads, and then they go the other way, three on three, and it beats beats Grubauer um, upper upper tank there, and the and the Ducks beat the Kraken game one of the season. So. The Kraken um, shows that they can score when they can, when they want to. Um, last year was a struggle for sure, so that's a good sign that, that scoring is going to be pretty easy for the Kraken this year. I'm just gonna just gonna work on a little, <laughs> a little bit of the defense, a little bit like they had issues last year with that as well. But at least we can at least at, at some point, at least we can say the Kraken will be fun to watch this year. I watched every game last year, pretty much, or listened to, listened to every game for the most part. Our combo last year, I missed maybe one or two at the most. So I do the same thing for this as well um, because I just love hockey. Hockey is my favorite. Oh, behind, behind football, favorite sport to watch is hockey or listen to is hockey. So there we go. All right. Now, going next game, next game. The, the, the next day we have um, is Los Angeles LA Kings. Who just before that, um, the LA Kings, uh, I watched that game on ESPN Plus the other day, um, uh, and or ESPN actually, to have you. Um, the Kings played Vegas. They played a great game, but they lost like five to four um, against Vegas. So that was a great game. But uh, yeah, so now, so now the Crocodiles are going to face the Kings in Los Angeles the next night, day after they lost to the uh, uh, Ducks, who the who the Kraken still got a, a point in the standing, so that's a good overtime loss. So that's good. Now we go to the LA Kings, and we start Martin Jones at net, net minor, our backup goalie, and he absolutely destroyed the Kings. The oh man, burst! I mean, the Kraken got this job, got this job done, four to one on the road. A tremendous showing on a back-to-back of how this team is resilient, and they just bounce back just like that, four to one. 
Amazing. All right. So now, I can, I can, I can have three points. Standings, just a point behind the Vegas Knights, who the Kraken played on Saturday night in Seattle for the Kraken home opener. Well, that did not go as planned as the Kraken. Uh, that game got away early because the first 12 seconds of the game, Kraken get the opening uh, faceoff, but it got stolen away and... Um, and the Vegas Knights scored 12 seconds into the game. Then they scored again like two minutes later. It was 2-0. And then, I, then I was after that, I was like, oh boy. And fortunately, uh, the Kraken did lose this game 5-2. to two. Not the best showing they had, but um, I will say Grubauer came in there um, in the third period um, and shut him down. So I mean, that's good to see that the, the Grubauer had some confidence going into the, to the game coming up tonight against the against the uh, Hurricanes, because you'll need a lot of, of that to have a chance um, to win. So Kraken um, on the year are 1-1-1, one, one, and one, one win, one loss, one overtime loss. So uh, at three, at three points in there, one point behind the Vegas Knights in the Pacific Division early on in the season. Now coming up for the Kraken this week, as I said just a minute ago, is we have uh, the a game tonight at seven o'clock in Seattle against the Carolina Carolina Hurricanes, who are favored or are betting favorites, I think, to make it to the Stanley Cup final in the East. So it'll be a tough one, tough one there. But I think like like our chances, we have we have a good team, so I think we'll have a good shot tonight. Um, and then we have then we then we go and play St. Louis Blues, who are really good. Um, also. Um, and then does it get even? Does it even get any easier? Does it, Kraken fans? No, it does not. As we play Saturday, Friday night against the defending champions, the Colorado Avalanche. So have fun with that. We'll see how, how that one goes too. All right. So now it brings us to the Washington Huskies football game. Huskies have been struggling here as of late. They lost two straight against. Uh, um, they lost against uh, UCLA in a close game. Shoot out. They lost a close one against Arizona State last season last week, in in uh, in uh, temp in Tempe. No, was that no? Temp, is that where they play? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think yeah, Tempe. Yeah, Tempe. Um, now, Huskies haven't won in Tempe since 2001, so that, that still happens. I'm not sure why, but lost that one. But uh, they played Arizona this past Saturday, Saturday afternoon in, in Seattle. And the Huskies were tremendous. Well, on offensively, the defense is suspect, but they got the job done when they had to. Uh, the Huskies win this game 49 Two thirty nine and Michael Penix, who's transferred out of Indiana, um, playing for Kalen DeBoer. Again, um, he set a single single game record of throwing of yards passed in a game at a astounding number of let's see. Um, Oh, let me find it. Oh, here we go. 529 yards. Wow. 
a record that stood for 21 years. That record before that came to Cody Pickett from the Huskies. Um, he congratulated congratulated um, Penix on Twitter. Said, good job. You deserve it. Blah, 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 blah. And next thing we have for the Huskies is this Saturday at 7.30. Let me double check the time. Yeah, 7.30 on ESPN against Cal, California. Cal Berkeley on the road in the place that no one cares about football. So hopefully that could be a win for the Huskies on Saturday night. All right. And finally, we come to you for... The Seattle Seahawks, who, in fact, have been having an up-and-down year. But I, I will say this. I've been very surprised at Geno Smith's performance this year. He has been really, really good. I was like, who is this guy? Last year, he played for four games or whatever <clears throat> it was for Russell Wilson because he was hurt. He looked like shit. Really did. But now this guy's like... Has a strong arm. He's running out of the pocket, getting nice yards. And this, this guy, this guy is a sensation. This guy is probably going to be the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Really amazing. All right. Well, Sunday we played the Cardinals in Seattle. Um, it was back in. It was a, a low scoring affair, but we had some good moments there. I'll I'll say that uh, the Hawks did win this game, nineteen to nine, won by ten points. Um, we had a lot of field goals. Mr. Myers, there you go, boys. Um, I was surprised that Geno Smith um, couldn't find couldn't find um, DK Metcalf until like the last four until the fourth quarter. He got two catches for like forty yards, I think it was, and Lockie had like one or two catches as well. So. Geno Smith, let's sort of find your star players here a little bit. But I will say this. Ken Walker, a rookie out of Michigan State, running back, who won the bet who won the Ken who won the uh, the run, best running back cohort in college last season, Michigan State, um, is now thrust in the starting 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 role because Rush Penny last week. Um he he got hurt again. He's out for the season. He's probably out of Seattle for the for his career, so, but Pen, so it's now uh, Walker in at running back, and that guy is a stud. That guy had some sweet moves. Like one play, he was getting tackled by two Cardinals defenders in the grasp, and he finds a way to slip out of that tackle and gets twenty five yards out of it. And then, then he had some other moves that were just like, whoa. And then he had 97 yards rushing and a touchdown. And week before that, two weeks before that, he had a 70-yard run for a, touchdown, for a touchdown. I was like, this kid is remarkable. How did this running back, this guy, get past the, make it to second round to Seattle? I was like, good well, it was early second round pick, but still, good lord, good freaking lord, I can't wait. And the Seahawks play again next Sunday in Los Angeles against the L.A. Chargers. 
not at SoFi Stadium, which will be probably a home game for the Hawks because Chargers don't <laughs> have any fans. Um, same with Rams have the same issue as well. All right. Now, that brings us to our clip of the week. Now, I'll play the clip for you here in a minute, and then I'll let you – then we'll uh, we'll go from there. All right, here we go. Crowd silent now, as opposed to when the Saints have the ball. Oh, look at this run! What a run! Marshawn Lynch still on his feet. Has blockers now. He's dancing his way. by Marshawn Lynch. Mare's extra point is good. That's as good an effort as I've ever seen in my life from a running back who they traded for from Buffalo. Downhill, physical, and down the field, you're going to see Matt Hasselbeck and the whole offensive line. Watch him cut it back. And you're going to see all kinds of people sprinting down the field to help him. He breaks the tackle of Shanley, runs through Sharper, runs through Adele, runs through Jabari Greer. Get off me, he says to Tracy Porter. Look all the way down the field, Hasselback, all the offensive linemen. Are you kidding me? Columbus is down the field. 78, Columbus, the offensive guard. The quarterback, Hasselback, was 30 yards down the field. Look at the hustle by Columbus. Here he is right here. Hasselback, Michael Williams. Locklear, look at that. Locklear and Hasselback coming up from behind. Are you kidding me? Alex Brown, I don't know how many missed tackles and broken tackles were in there. I think about, I think at least a half dozen tackles that Lynch broke. He broke at least a half dozen tackles on that run. What a run. An amazing effort by Marshawn Lynch. How about the whole rest of the offense? All right. So that was, as you can tell, was the Beast Quake uh, touchdown. A run in the playoffs against the Saints. In that, in that year, if you don't remember this, the Seahawks, Seahawks in that year were 7-9 going into the year, going into the playoffs. And they hosted a playoff game against the Saints, who were a division winner, I, from my recollection. Yes. And um, that, <laughs> that run by Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode, Mr. Skittles, was phenomenal. He broke it outside. He broke six tackles. He stiff-armed, mean-mugged Tracy freaking Porter. And then he was off to the races. And that touchdown 
um, caused a seismic shift in Seattle. It caused the reason why it's called a beast quake is because it because it caused a, a mini earthquake in Seattle. because um, the fans were going nuts, nuts, amazing. And I was at home watching that game. I was like, oh, I oh, I was I was just enthralled. And I was crying. I was like, oh, my God, we won. Then we lost next game. But uh, it's all good. It's all good. But uh, that beast quick ago, that run right there, phenomenal stuff. Phenomenal. And I also want to say, before we end the show with Big Corner here, I just want to say uh, Tariq Wollin in this game against the uh, um, against the uh, the uh, Cardinals this last night, yesterday had a pick, a fourth He's had four picks now in the first six games of the season. And an unknown unknown guy, you may have heard of Richard Sherman, his rookie year in his rookie season had four picks. So we we have 12 weeks, well, 11 weeks to go. And I think there's a good chance that Tariq Woolen smashes the record. And I think there's a good chance that Tariq Woolen, who might, 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 might I add you, mind you, I mean, sorry, mind you, that he only started, started, started playing the corner position a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. And this guy, in the I think it was the fourth or fifth round of the Hawks, was a freak. Like a, he's just a freak athlete. He just he's built like a you know just a, like a like a cornerback. But he, he was just raw. But he's got some great coaching, <laughs> great great coaching techniques, and he has been balling out. He's had forced fumbles. I mean, this guy is phenomenal. And he's fast, really fast. He runs a four two forty. I mean, him and Kobe Bryant um, have been playing really well. Rookie's been playing well this year for Seattle. Mafe's been playing well. Got Charles Cross. Abe Lucas has been playing well. So rookie, this this draft class for the Hawks, phenomenal, phenomenal. And then got Walker, obviously. I told you about earlier, but yeah. We have that. All right. So now we end the, the podcast on let's call it Food Corner. Now, as I said, said I'll stop at the top of the show. I did not <clears throat> specify what I wanted to do for my rankings of foods. So here's what we'll do. Let's go with um, I'll give you my top five milkshake flavors. All right. Now. Number five, I love, let's go, okay, number five, all right, let's see, all right, let's go with an Oreo milkshake, I love Oreos, I love chocolate, I love milkshakes, so it's a great combination, and it really is, I love Oreo milkshakes, they're phenomenal, I mean, really, really, really good. Number four, let's go with a peanut butter milkshake, especially one from... Zips. They make the best milkshakes besides Red Robin. But, oh, 
that their peanut butter milkshake is really, really phenomenal. Number three, I love a good Reese's Cups milkshake as well. Might be on the same level with peanut butter, but it's, it's a little above that. Reese's Cups milkshakes are phenomenal. Number two, banana cream pie. Banana cream is phenomenal flavor on a pie, but a milkshake is the best. But not the not the best, but one of the best. Number two. Number one for me. Easy answer, a strawberry milkshake. Especially ones that have the real strawberries in them with the chunks of strawberry in them that makes it the best. That one's at Red Robin. I've had that. Strawberry milkshakes are really good. McDonald's, Burger King, Zips, wherever you get it. Milkshake, strawberry, strawberry is the way to go. Once again, I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I'll talk to you very soon. Peace out. Thank you.